All righty, back out of here on The Fan. We're going to Jake with all the beaten path coming up in about 40 minutes. But now, as we always do, let's get to The Fan Focus. We start off, it is Anthony Wymuch, Jason Lloyd, as the two of them talk about Kevin Stefanski. The Browns, that's why they were the laughing stock. They, they had guys that were not credible, that had no business having the jobs that they had. Up and down. I mean, in that building, everywhere. Almost every, every aspect of that building. And now they have guys that are competent, that, that, that absolutely can do the job. But now we're, 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 not, we're not doing this based on the expectations of, can you just be competent? Because that's insane. You should try to get better. You should always try to get better. It's why even last season, I, I ruffled feathers when I was talking about Sean Payton. And people said I was crazy. And I'm like, it, it, you, you want to upgrade. The whole point of this is if you can upgrade, you should try to upgrade. Why would you not explore that? And people would tell me, well, you can't You can't just continually fire coaches. You can't continuously fire GMs. Because obviously if you brought in Sean Payton, he's going to want his own guy to be the GM. He's probably not working with Andrew Barry. And I understand that would be the type of tumult that Jimmy Haslam does not want at this stage. But this team, this team fails this year, year two of Deshaun Watson. How, how many years have you signed him to this contract? I mean, this this is a pivotal year. This is important that they get this right. Which is why I said what I said about week five. But they do feel like they finally have it right this time. And the way that I guess I have been describing it is at least – at least everybody's pulling on the rope in the same direction, and everybody sees it the same way, which I, was never the case before. I, uh, was that the case with the with the coordinator hirings? Is everybody on board there? With Schwartz, who, who made who made the Schwartz hire? Kevin, I think. Like I have no reason mm. not to think. I've been told. I have Sounds no reason confident. to think otherwise. Mm. No, but I'm just saying. I've heard some Sch- other Schwartz was here. Schwartz is here to get the most out of Miles Garrett. That's why Schwartz is here. Good, because he was the best fit. For what Miles can do, honestly, and he and he could be the the head coach of the defense, so that Kevin didn't have to worry about that. At all. I, that totally makes sense. Um, so then, why do you think that's not Kevin's hire? I don't know how much power Kevin has in that building. I don't either. It doesn't feel to me like he's got a lot. And you know what? I don't know that he should have a lot. I, I maintain that I think Stefanski will be the coach for either the next ten games or the next ten years. I think he's got a wide variance in between there where it is – I could just as easily see him having a statue outside First Energy one day, having a bunch of Lombardi trophies because he figured out Deshaun Watson and everything's awesome. And I could also just as easily see 10 games in, the Browns being like, you know what, you're not the guy. Like, that's where he's at right now. So if we have that one idea thrown in the mix, then why would you ever give him a lot of responsibility and – power as far as for who he hires i know it's his coaching staff i i would never would have let him chose never i would i if i'm andrew barry if i'm jimmy haslam i make that call i'll probably deep podesta had a bigger hand in it than anyone else that i've mentioned so far but I, I i i can say this also with the idea that i loved the hire i wanted jim schwartz they got jim schwartz so i was over the moon but yeah i don't i don't think kevin savansky has much of a say in a lot of the decisions right now in berea and if anybody in berea wants to tell me that i'm wrong you know where to find me. I'd love to hear it. Next up, congratulations to our buddy Nick Wilson. Our boy won the lottery. I had said on Friday's show that that was my last day as a poor person. In that I was uh, gearing up to win the $875 million on Saturday. 
And I can tell you, it was my last day as a poor person. No, because I won $400 Friday night. Yeah, on the Mega Millions. Yep. So I was $400 more the richer. So I was not $900 million more the richer this weekend. And the only thing that makes you feel good about that is none of you are either because nobody won it. But I won $400. And then I'm like, listen, I got the lottery naysayers here. I'm going to tell Keith. I'm going to tell Dustin. And Keith did. I could win the actual lottery and Keith would be cynical about it. But then Dustin's like, well, how much did you win? And I was like, $400. And he's like, $400 million? I was like, no, $400. And I realized he stopped caring when he stopped thinking I won $400 million. That $400 just does not do it for Dustin Fox in terms of things that gets him uh, keezied up, gets him real excited. I was so excited. Then I gave my wife one of the $100 because she's like, well, what do I get out of this? And I'm like, I don't see you going to the store every day to buy these tickets. But I gave her $100 to shut her up. I was going to say, what would you do with the money? Spend it on lottery. That's how the lottery works. You win lottery, you spend it on the lottery. Congratulations to Nick, though. $400 is awesome. You kidding me? I've never won. I played scratchers for years. I mean, years I played scratchers. I never won anything more than 100 bucks. I always played the $5 bingo, $5 crossword. The $5 crossword was my favorite, though, because I'd buy it at the bowling alley, and then I would sit there and I'd bowl, and then in between shots when other people were bowling, I would then I would sit there and do the crossword, and it would take me a half hour to do it, and if I lost money, then it was worth the half hour of entertainment that it took me to actually do the crossword puzzle. So I, I kind of always loved it. I thought it was like a $5 uh, win-win situation. Most I ever won, though, was $100, and I was probably down... By the time I stopped playing Scratchers, probably down an easy 500 or so, somewhere in that vein. So the fact that he's got the lotto paid off for the next, I don't know, what is that, like a year's worth of lottery tickets for Nick? Easily? Congratulations to you. I love that for you. That's that's a big win. Let's not undersell $400 from the lotto. That's that's nice. All righty, Baskin and Phelps on the Cavs Summer League and the title game that they're playing. The Summer League is what it is. Okay. Would you rather go out there and stink, or would you rather go out there and win it? Probably better to win it. So good. Um, we'll see what happens with these guys. But if they come out of Summer League and Isaiah Mobley takes a step and maybe can be a guy at the end of the rotation, great. Keep keep that in mind about all of this. If anybody on this Summer League roster turns out to be anything more than a guy at the very end of the rotation this year, well, mission accomplished. Do we have to have a defensive strategy to win this championship to shut down Jabari Smith Jr.? He's averaging thirty-five point five points per game for the Rockets. What are we going to do? How are we going to? How are we going to d up against this kid? No, it's not. A oh wait, is he even playing? He only played in two games. I don't even know if he's going to play tonight. And that's thirty-five point five. Andy, are you two. kidding? The ship's on the line, man. You got to play. Do you get a banner for summer league if you win? Is there a trophy? Is there tr- Look, they got a trophy for the midseason tournament. All they did yeah. was take the uh, the O'Brien and take the basketball off the top of it. You get a parade. Isn't that what they did? Yep. You get to go from the Mirage to the Venetian. There's your parade. Last week, they really genuinely, or last year, excuse me, they really genuinely did give out championship rings for this. Like, and not tiny championship rings either. Really impressive looking rings. Yeah, play for it. But I already am hesitant towards all the different jokes that we would hear and all the different like, oh, hey, where's the 1.3 million people showing up for the parade and all that stuff that, that basically Baskin and Phelps are already hinting at joking.
tomorrow. Uh, I, I almost kind of want him to lose just so we don't have all those hacky jokes tomorrow. That's kind of I, I kind of hope for that just for that reason. Uh, but ultimately, doesn't bother me one minute. Doesn't doesn't move my needle in the slightest bit. Just a little fun there from Basket of Phelps. All right, we go to Jason and Lyme in the morning as the two talked about travel baseball. Why are there so many games, and why do you have to venture outside of, like, 30 miles to find other kids to play baseball? Well, again. Are there not enough kids here in the – somebody's getting rich off this. We were only scheduled to play 12, so don't look over this way. Go talk to somebody else about that. Scheduled I, to play 12 and only played 10. Okay, I don't understand that because I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they were like, oh, yeah, we're, I, we were going to sign them up for this travel league or whatever. No, the travel and then leagues it, are intense. And then it was 40 games. And I said, why? Why do you play 40 games? Well, What's the point? I mean, as, why not fifty? Why stop at forty? Well, why go sixty? But as Owen knows, this is a this is a big talking point in the Lloyd household for over the next week is what to do over next year. Like we got a lot of decisions to make in a short amount of time. That's what's great about it is uh, twenty twenty four spring and summer baseball season starts now. I we have tryouts tomorrow. It's the big off the biggest off season. It is busiest travel baseball summer ever this is huge yeah, i had yeah. no idea the, I, I, the tentacles of this busiest sports summer ever i don't know what to do with my son like I, I don't know where to put him so what he's he's probably too good for one league not good enough for another isn't that the case oh, for owen, everybody no, owen knows this better than i do because he's lived the travel life more than i do i i do think he's too good to go into the league that he would go into so now i gotta figure out where to put him okay well, but the problem is as I learned this summer, spending countless nights with Jason Lloyd. Jason's son is a giant amongst boys right now. <laughs> yes, he is. He's a giant amongst yes. Jason's household right now. <laughs> he hit another He's homer. The biggest in, guy. He hit another homer in our semifinal playoff game. It was an absolute bomb. A bomb. Dead center. Did he admire it? No. He didn't do anything fun? I mean, no, he did. I, didn't they all copy Josh Naylor after last year? I thought no, kids copied he their he heroes. No, it might, so AJ's home run is as he's crossed his home plate, he stretches out his arms. That's his thing. I like that he hits so many home runs, he's got something that he does when he crosses the plate. And not only, like, it's like an understood thing. Yeah, when he hits a homer, that's what he does. I like that. I like that for Jason's boy. Um, I'm scared of travel baseball. I want my kid. Now, I have a girl, so it's going to be softball. If I had a boy as number two, I would want them to play travel baseball and get really involved in the baseball, and maybe they won't. I've joked with you guys before, my kid's got a much better chance of being Jimmy Fallon than they do Jimmy Butler at just the reality of the situation. But I don't want to do the 40 games in a summer thing. I like my weekends, and I want my kid to be happy, but I don't think uh, 40 baseball games in a summer is going to make that kid happy. At some point, travel baseball turns into a job for this child, and I don't like that for children. I don't. Hey, It shouldn't be difficult. You shouldn't be like, oh, I'm clocking in the hours. It should be a sport. It should be fun. They take it way too serious in the travel leagues. Way too serious. Wasn't that way growing up. It really wasn't. I played a ton of baseball. Wasn't that way. Uh, Nick. Solo today on DeAndre Hopkins landing with the Titans. In the case of Nuke Hopkins, there was the suspension, which cannot be denied. There was the fact that as good as he was at points in Arizona, he's also missed some time. He's also getting to the mythical age of 30, 31, 32. That's right when some wide receivers have the big dip. So, quite frankly, he's not worth two years, $26 million to a team that is paying Amari Cooper 
a significant amount of money this year on what effectively is now a one-year deal to a team that is going to have to make the decision on whether to pay Amari and or DPJ this next offseason. To a team that's trying to figure out if they can turn Elijah Moore into the guy that the advanced analytics folks think that he is. Oh, and you also drafted Cedric Tillman in the third round. And oh, you still have David Bell on the roster, who was a third-round pick a year ago. Oh, and you still have Marquise Goodwin, and you still have all these other guys. DeAndre Hopkins, if you had been able to get him on a one-year, $5 million-plus incentives, or a, or a one-year, $8 million-plus incentive, would have been a, a steal. But what I think sometimes we look at, it's always about the positive risk, right? It's all the upside of a move. Well, DeAndre Hopkins at one point, him and, and Deshaun Watson together formed a megazord of offensive explosion. Yep, that's true. That was also four years ago now. Neither DeAndre nor Deshaun have been the same since they, they peaked back together. Now, I am reasonable. It is reasonable to say Deshaun can bounce back because, well, quite frankly, they've done everything they can to make it happen. They have just they have set phasers to let's try and give Deshaun everything. With Nuke Hopkins, listen, I think quarterbacks can have it and lose it and get it back. I think once you're a wide receiver, if there's even a threat of you losing it, you become one of the riskiest people on the roster. And it becomes... Well, how much should we pay you versus the upside of what you can be? Like, Nuke Hopkins at his best is better than what anything I think the Browns have. He hasn't been at his best for a minute. All right, let's discuss that. We come on back. 216-474-0092. Are you upset the Browns did not land Hopkins and were the Browns used here? I don't believe that's the case. We'll do it next. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. We got overtime. Uh, also, by the way, we're going to do Off the Beaten Path coming up at 9.40, 10 o'clock. we got to get back into a different discussion as it relates to Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson. Odyssey Rewind, 7 o'clock hour. Go back. A lot of Browns talk for the first little bit here. But we come on back where the Browns used in the DeAndre Hopkins discussion. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle here with you on The Fan.